0: Ryan Ripken. how's it going? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me, Jake. Great seeing you. It's it, been too long.
0: It has been way too long. We uh, we used to play pickup basketball almost every night in the wintertime, and COVID has really screwed up our game. It,
1: it really has. Uh, you know, that was something that I think that we both look forward to uh, all the time. I, I've had the itch for it. I don't know about you. Um, and it was really cool. Because I think the initial time, you just came up to us. We were playing one night, and that's how we met. Oh, I like, was I was dying to play. I was yeah. dying for some pickup basketball. And then I, actually, you're the one the guy I could rely on the most. Be like, oh man, we got we're gonna have enough numbers. I oh, know Jake's in. Okay. I I loved it. So then I
0: was always up here anyway at the gym. And that's all. That's really just all gone now, which is a
1: shame. But it is. It is. You know, eventually I think we're all gonna get past this. But you know, we'll we'll wait our turn. We'll wait it out, and it'll be even better when we come back next year. Oh,
0: how fun is that? I mean, you know, I'm gonna be out of shape for sure, getting up and down that court. The, the
1: feeling when you play basketball for the first time, when you haven't in a while, and then you feel okay that night, I guess, like, oh, again, the next day. Sore. Oh, a little you bit. You can't move, <laughs> you can't move. All the way up and down, you don't want to get out of bed. That's Maybe that's how I feel, I think that's how you feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm supposed to be training for a living and I feel terrible. It's it's
0: All these sports are just a different type of in shape, whether it's lacru- like, we had an indoor box league that I was playing in and it's quick movements, different type of shape than pickup basketball. And then one summer I did jujitsu for a summer and like I've I thought I was I was like in training for D one lacrosse. I felt like I was in good shape. I was running all the time, had just come off of a season lifting all the time. I did one round of jujitsu, just tried it out, and I was like, wow, I am in terrible shape.
1: Yeah, well, and I think (laughs) that, and that's the thing is that, like you said, each each sport or what you're doing, it's a specific training for the most part you're doing, and it's way different than if you go in the gym and you're lifting weights and you're feeling strong or you're even doing some plyometric stuff. But when you have to have your body be in different positions, so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you're not used to, it's crazy how great a physical shape you might be in for your specific sport you know, it, it, it really is irrelevant. Your body says, you know what, I'm not used to this. Mm-hmm. Uh you're gonna feel it tomorrow. And and it's yep. crazy. It it's uh it's fascinating. But I think that's why uh we like to and I think that's why you like to see people do more multiple things with sports. And I think I love that and I love I know it's Gilman's culture of having people play multiple sports. I mm-hmm. think that's a good thing for your overall self as an athlete. So for it's, sure. it's awesome.
0: Yeah and even if it's Like yoga, you're doing yoga for the first time. Yes, I've done some hot yoga and just some yoga at Core Power up the street. Same. And I look around and the women in there are like 80 years old, and I'm I'm
1: gassed. I have to take a rest, and they're crushing it. They don't even have water. Yeah, (laughs) I I just like it's funny. The first times I I got into that because my trainer was saying, "Oh, you know, you should maybe consider doing a little yoga." I'm like, "Okay, we'll work on some stretches." And I get in there. And I feel like I'm going to show up the whole place or you have this confidence and they're like, okay, get into this pose, that pose. One, I don't know what pose to get into. I'm mm-hmm. looking around constantly trying to see what the right thing to do. And then meanwhile, they have perfect form, can hold their balance. And here I am, I'm stumbling, I'm drenched in sweat. Oh yeah. And it's just like, you know what? It's humbling. It yeah. was, it was very humbling and, uh, uh, I love it, but it <laughs> But definitely the confidence got hurt a little bit, for right? Sure. Right, because you
0: think you're, you know, you think you're in good shape. You think you can show up to a yoga class with the middle-aged women, and no, it's no, just not no, how it they goes. they
1: are they are light years ahead of me. Yeah, I got so much to learn. But it, it's all, you know, but that that's experience. That's why I love trying different things, especially mm-hmm. in in the athletic world.
0: So maybe you can talk about Gilman and the sports that you played growing up, and how these different sports have influenced you now in your baseball career?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, first off with me, with Gilman, I think more in middle school, I don't know how, if it's still that way now, but middle school is where we really started to compete, you know, interscholastically and and whatnot. And uh, growing up, I always played soccer, basketball and baseball were my main sports. And when I got into middle school, I started football for a little bit and football only lasted for me for about a year or two. Um, and soccer, I didn't continue in Gilman. I continued outside. But Then once I got into high school, uh, I did one year of football my freshman year, but my focus went to baseball and basketball. And looking back, actually, I wish I had kept up even doing soccer. I wish I, or, you know, football, I just, I kind of decided to move on, but soccer I loved it. You know, I wasn't the best at soccer per se, but I love the experience of doing another sport. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, now that I've been involved in baseball so much, um, you know, you, you miss the other things that you could have done. Mm-hmm. And uh, basketball, I will say for me, I always felt the best playing baseball when I was coming out of basketball, because you had your legs underneath you. And you felt like your your cardio and was was great. And, even when you're in a defensive position in basketball, when you have to take ground balls all the time and and, uh, for baseball and Mm -hmm. spring training, you felt like, you know, uh, your legs were ready. Or at Gilman, that's what I felt like. It would be, oh, basketball's done. I'm gonna head into baseball. Whatever uh, fitness tests or we had to do to get ready, I was ready. Mm -hmm. Um, But the experience here at Gilman, man, I I loved it. I loved the sports component. Actually, a lot of my great memories are from being here. Mm and it's, it's a really cool thing just because as you move on and move forward, there's no guarantee you're going to have those experiences. We don't all have the opportunity to go and play in college or even play professionally. And these vivid moments that you have here in high school at Gilman are, um, are, uh, are
0: special. Yeah, and especially in such a competitive league like the MIAA, I think I was saying on the last podcast, so many guys here in – Some of the culture with lacrosse, at least, is where are you playing next? What's the next step? Where are you playing D1 in college and whatnot? And my take on it after having played Division I lacrosse, played in high school, and now teaching at a high school and coaching at a high school is like it doesn't get too much better than MIAA league game and like the playoffs and the competitive spirit around here and everyone at the school caring about whether you won or lost or played played well, parents and alumni and fans coming out. There's nothing really like it, even at the college level, unless you're, you know, top, top dog, but that's rare.
1: No. And that's the thing, you know, in this, this area and the MIAA, there has been, there is a special culture and it is different from a lot. I know a lot of different areas, they have good rivalries, uh, good communities that, that, that surround the, the high schools, both private and public. But, you know, you're right. Like I you know, I never played lacrosse, but all my friends played. Mm-hmm. And to see some of those games, and I remember specifically, I think it was two thousand and eleven. Uh, you know, a lot of my best friends are on the lacrosse team and they're playing Boys Laden in the semifinals, and they are down who, three or four goals, I think, in the last like minute and a half, two minutes. And with with I think they might have been a man down, and uh they had a miraculous comeback and it was one of the most electrifying experiences for me to see everyone revolve around it. They come back, they win in overtime, and, and then they, they win the championship. I think it was Ryan Tucker. It maybe? was R- Ryan Tucker. And that was unbelievable. And And I'm fired up. And it's it was just so cool to see. And I think another part where here, you know, when you move on to college, you're going to make a lot of great friends. You're going to have a lot of great experiences. But there's something for for me with going going in the trenches with your friends here. Mm-hmm. And that you're going to classes with every day, and it's a more, uh, um, it's a closer environment. Or everyone, everything's more, um, you know, I, I'm not have the right word, but you just feel everything feels closer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're going to a big university and there's all these people. You know, the high school, what, five hundred students or so, yep. whatever yep. it is. Yeah, you know, and in your class, a hundred and some people, so you know everybody. You're spending a lot of time, and you're and you're seeing this evolution um and for me there was no better feeling and even you know i was lucky to win the baseball championship uh and a basketball championship were the two that i won for varsity and both of those i wouldn't trade those experiences for the world mm-hmm. um and those teams and those guys and it's mainly because of those those guys on the team um that made it so special
0: mm-hmm. yeah i share an office with ned emla who's a, a gilman grad yep. and he he talks about playing football here and one of the things he really liked was how everyone on game day wore their jersey to school on the Friday or whatever. And yeah. we did that at my high school, too. But it's because people care, like, oh, you're on the football team. You have a game tonight. Maybe I'll come out and check it out. Like, you know, people are aware of what's going on in athletics on campus, at school, all day long. And then they're going to come out and watch you play. It's, it's very, I think you're right, very close-knit. And it gets people to invest in the sports here. It's the oh, cool oh yeah, atmosphere.
1: Sure. I mean, growing up, and you know, things change. But Gilman McDonough for football. So I've been at Gilman since I was. I went from from pre-first to, to graduating my senior year. And these these memories I have of the Gilman McDonough football game. And I know people kept saying it growing up oh the you know beat McDonough and I got into high school and you know sometimes it was Calvert hall was was the more rival that year and McDonough was more down and 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 during my time in high school we had a really good run our football team had a great run um but when I left Gilman then it went back to being of wow this the, the that that special connection with uh with that rivalry and those experiences and another thing too I wish uh I Went dove more into watching more uh, of my other peers play their other sports, whether it was from water polo to volleyball, which volleyball is a lot of fun to watch as well. I, I had seen a couple games, but it 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 it's marvels me how many athletes are in our school and how great they are and everything. And there's so many different things, and it, it, it is it is just a really really cool thing and it's a thing to be proud of. A mm-hmm. lot of people from track, uh, cross country, wrestling you know, water polo, uh, you know, swimming, all those sports. It takes a lot of talent. and Sometimes they don't get the recognition that they deserve, but it's really cool. A lot of people have a lot of great individual skills at a, you know, smaller school per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're all, at least
0: now, they're all working on their sports outside of school because you've got to keep up with, that's the thing, is it's almost, in lacrosse at least, and I'm sure it's the same in baseball, it's such an arms race to be the best in your sport, and it's so competitive to play in college and whatnot. And everyone wants to do that for the most part if, if you're playing at this level. They're all doing things outside of school to enhance their game, um, which is taking away a little bit from that multi-sport athlete model that maybe was more in vogue when you were in high school. And when yeah. I was in high school, now it's like lacrosse all year round. We're playing club in the summer. We're playing club in the fall. We might not even play
1: for our school, which is – disappointing I think. Yeah yeah for sure and I think you know it, it's hard where you're hearing all these things that hey you need to work hard because this is going to get you to the next level but on the flip side from a mental standpoint and from what I've seen with guys when you put so much effort into one thing and especially then when you get to college there's there's a there's a higher chance you could burn out. Now if you love the sport and you want to do it you know no one's going to tell you not to do it uh, but from coming from a guy where I still at least kept two sports alive I can't tell you how much I miss playing basketball. I miss playing the other sports that it was different and you never know how you really feel about it till you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're putting so much time into one thing. And 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 believe me, uh, I have a lot of friends that did the same thing, especially with lacrosse. And, um, but they were really great athletes playing, watching them go play soccer. And I know how good they were at lacrosse. I mean, like, wow, that is, it was, Austin to see you can go out there and play and they, and they made a difference for the team. And, um, you know, it's a different mindset, but definitely the mental aspect, it, it's, it's a lot to ask to, to ask yourself to do one specific thing over and over and over again. And I hope if people have the choice that they want to keep, keep their options open mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, again, those moments are going to be gone and you might really like something that you, that you never thought you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, I think you learn
0: so much from those other sports too. Like sure. I never really liked football. I played football in middle school and yeah. growing up and I never really liked it. I was like, why am I running into these guys with my head and like, you know, playing? And I was, I remember I played Pop Warner football and I had to spit weight because I had to make the weight. I was like chewing gum before, cause I was one of the bigger kids. Yeah. To chew gum before I got on the scale and like try to get from 95 down to 94 so I could play in the game. It's absurd, yeah. but <laughs> um, but football taught me a lot and influenced my lacrosse game a yeah. lot because I was maybe more aggressive or I used my body more. I wasn't afraid of contact. Mm-hmm. Like playing multiple sports for me and basketball for sure. Yeah, like the movements, the picks and rolls. It's the same game as lacrosse, really. Oh, um, for sure. But whatever it is, I mean, it's going to help you. Soccer probably helped your baseball game in some ways, and basketball
1: for sure. Yeah. Mentality, all that stuff. It
0: all carries over to whatever your main sport is.
1: Yeah, and I guess, well, I have a question for you then. So if all the sports that we're talking about that had this mentality, are there any sports that you wish that you did when you played or when you were back in high school? To
0: be honest, I – picked this up during quarantine, but tennis, I love tennis. tennis. The only thing is it's during lacrosse season, but I'm yeah. a, I'm obsessed with tennis. Like, yeah. I, I love to play tennis. And I think if I put some time in it, I could could have been okay at it because yeah. I've got decent wingspan. But um, but I just – I think it's one of the hardest games because it's one-on-one. Yeah. It's so mental. So mental. I get in my own head when I'm playing my friend at the park in the summer, and I'm like, you just yeah. dude, you just made three mistakes in a row. You better – Oh yeah! You better turn uh, you're, you're, it around. You
1: are. We're always. You're always your worst enemy. But it's magnified when it's when it goes from a team sport to an individual game. Yeah. And you're going up. Okay. Well, don't mess this one up. Oh, you messed this one up again. Well, you got to figure it out. Oh, this is a disaster. And you and it's a whole different game in your mind. Yeah. There's a game going on in person, and then you have a you have a fight going on internally. Totally. And I can't
0: imagine playing in front of a bunch of fans, playing oh, yeah. tennis in front of people. That is talk about mental and I'm sure it's the same as baseball and I wanted to ask you about the mental part of baseball because I've never played the sport. Like my mm-hmm. dad didn't even let me play T-ball. I was given yeah. a lacrosse stick in the crib and that's that was it. Yeah. So, I'm curious about the mental aspects of baseball and maybe the other sports that influence you in in terms of the mentality you have to bring to baseball.
1: Yeah, baseball is is it's it's a beast of, of it's own. I mean, in all sports again, they have their own uh uh, strenuous situations and, and they they take a toll on you both physically and mentally. Some more, you know, fit, football and lacrosse, those are going to be more physically challenging experiences. Baseball, not necessarily. It's going to be that you're physically exhausted all the time. But, you know, and this is the crazy thing. Baseball, if you think about it, the best players in the world, if you fail seven out of 10 times, you're considered an all-star. You are considered one of the best players in the world if you fail seven out of tens in the major leagues. And you go, in what other sport can you do that? Mm -hmm. And the answer is there's none. There's no other sport where you can go, Hey, I got hit three times out of 10. You know, I'm awesome. Right. Uh, And you think that, yeah, you can go up there and do it, but, but you can't. And I think that that's the hardest thing as a position player, at least is you have an expectation to go out there and hit this ball, but then you don't, the pitcher dictates everything. So you gotta hope your timing's right. You gotta hope that you're seeing the ball right and and you put a good swing on it. And sometimes you can do everything right as a hitter. You can hit a ball as hard as you possibly can. And then oh, the guy in center field, he catches the ball. Oh, that's mm-hmm. an out. Oh, it's another out. You know, I hit the ball right back at the pitcher. Oh wow, how'd he catch that? Mm-hmm. And then your confidence goes, Man, I, I don't think I can hit a ball better than that. Yeah. But on the flip side, you can have the worst swing possible, shatter your bat. And it bloops over the third baseman. And you go, wow, that was the greatest feeling that you got it. Mm. So I think that's kind of, that's the hardest thing is dealing with the emotions of like the un- the, the, the unpredictability of the sport. Dealing with failure constantly is the hardest thing. Mm. Uh, I struggled with that a lot growing up and I still struggle with it. I mean, believe me, if you're in June or July playing baseball and you haven't had a hit in like six or seven games, you're over 20. And then you try everything in the books. And when I mean, everything in the books, you're, you know, you'll try a different bag, you'll try a different drill. You know, maybe you, you, you're you wearing different socks, maybe whatever, you change everything you possibly can. And even though it's it's not gonna really do anything, it, it changes your mind. Like, hey, try to free up your mind a little bit. Mm. Um, and, you know, and if it works, you keep doing it. Whatever it is, you keep doing it. And that's what you tell yourself. Uh, so. When you were growing up, were there
0: certain experiences where you learned? Like, when did you learn failure as a part of this game and, and try to start um, taking your failures and, and applying these different methods and different thought processes and, and um, ways to move on from failures? Like, when did that start to happen for you?
1: You know, so I identified that I did identify it in high school. But at the same time, you're at a younger age where, especially in high school, you believe if, if you're playing well or you're getting looked at for college, that you're going, I, I should dominate. I should be playing well all the time. And the reality is it's not the case. Hmm. And I, I understood it, but I couldn't identify it. And with basketball, when I played, um, you had the expectation when you played well, or, or if, if you if if you know, if you know scored a lot or you, you were a scorer, and say one game you didn't, you weren't scoring well, but you could really help in other ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you could. I could go, I'm going to play really good defense. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going I'm to rebound the basketball. I'm going to find the open guys. I might not have one part of my game, but I'm going to keep working. So that, that type of thing, understand that in high school, um, started or, to help.
0: Or if you're an all-star in basketball and they shut you down, like you're the best player on your mm-hmm. team, they shut you down. That's right. Go set a pick and do intangibles. Do, do the
1: little things, and you can control that. And that was the thing with baseball. It's hard to really do that. You can go out and hey, go play defense if you're a hitter, or if you're a pitcher, you know, you know, get the next guy out. You can do that. But with baseball, a lot of things when you're a position player it goes down to when you're hitting. And so when you're, it's it's baseball is a team sport, but it's so individual at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, no one can go into the batter's box and do it for you. You have to do it. It's you versus the pitcher. So you have to figure out, you know, how can you get over the last at bat, you know, and how can you help the team in some way the next one, because you could come up with a chance to win the game. But if you are battling yourself too much about the failures, about, man, I don't feel good today, it's not going well, I can't see it. If you ha- if your attitude starts to drop, you're, you're defeating yourself before you get in the batter's box. And that was something actually probably in the last couple of years where it started to click more like you can understand a concept of why you you can understand failure, you can understand it's going to happen, but then having to actually go into the moment and do it. Mm-hmm. Like do do it in the sense of, hey, I acknowledge that I'm failing with things, but I'm going to change with one thing I can change right now, I can change my mindset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, hey, I'm 0 for 4 today. I've struck out 4 times. I've missed every single ball that's come that's come by the plate or even if it's in the dirt and I'm swinging at it, I'll go Hey, my fifth at bat, this can be the one. This can change the whole day right here. Hey, we can win the game right here. And just that that glimpse of hope, it your mind goes, Well, hey, I, I can do this. But the minute you go, Oh shoot, doubt. Uh doubt. it's over, it's doubt, it's not gonna happen. It's it's I, I don't know, I don't feel confident, your your holes just dug deeper.
0: How do you prevent that doubt from creeping in? Because I know that, I mean, that's even when i I told you when I'm playing tennis in the summer, the yeah. doubt starts to creep in. I'm, I have a big lead and he's coming back on me. I start to lose it a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. h- how do you prevent that from happening in baseball?
1: And, and it's, still a, it's still an ongoing process, right? Doubt's never going to go away from your mind. It, it's, it's human nature, it seems, to when things are even going well, you're going to have these side thoughts come in at any point, if anything goes on to being, well, it is, it's like this little voice wants to have you have this conflict mm-hmm. that's going on. And the problem that we have is if we answer that conflict, mm-hmm. I think. So if you're going, you're focusing on one thing. So if you're playing tennis and, and you're getting ready for a serve and all of a sudden you're going, man, I'm worried. He's, he's coming back or something's going on. You know, we know what's happening is you're thinking about, what possibly could happen and you're thinking less about what's actually going on yep, yep. so you, so it's like you're diminishing your chance to to get ready for the serve you're getting you're diminishing your chance to stay in that moment and mm. i think that that's for me you know that's what i try to focus on is i go hey these doubts are, are these doubts these thoughts are going to come into my mind you can just say like you know hey i acknowledge that they're there just they're notice in, them they're no they're noticed but, you know, then take a second if you need to look at, you know, if it's tennis, look at your racket. For me, if I'm hitting, you know, look at my batting gloves, look at my bat, take a deep breath. Oh, so you have little tricks. I have little cues that I can do um, to try to do that. And it's sometimes if I have the chance to to reset, you know, baseball, if you're in the dugout or or whatnot, and things come to your mind, you, you know, maybe just move around, go get a drink, walk around, just try to do something. So whatever it is that works for you. But it it is crazy that the mind is so powerful that a little thought that goes into your mind can take your focus off of the big picture. Hmm. And the biggest thing I think is just how can you stay more present? And the thing is to not fight what comes into your mind, but just be okay with it there and then come back. Acknowledge, back to the moment.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And the more you entertain or think about it or – you know loop I, I have this term loop about it where yeah. I continue to return to it and, and think and think and think about it right that's just not that's not the way to do it it's, right. it's notice it and then return yeah to and what you're doing
1: exactly I mean I can't remember any time for me where I was in a batter's box and sometimes the pitcher would just hold the ball too long and so I'm sitting there and I'm ready to hit I'm ready to hit and I had my plan already in place. So, say I was going to look for a fastball that bad. And I'm like, all right, I'm expecting he's going to throw me a fastball. And then, say the pitcher shakes it off. He shakes it off. He's not starting his windup. And you're just sitting there in the batter's box and you're ready. And you're going, okay, I'm still thinking fastball. And then you go, but what if he isn't going to throw that? Or what if he's shaking it off? Do I think of it? And then, as soon as this other thought comes into my mind in the beginning, and I'd sit there, I'd be like, no, no, no like, okay, you're ready, you're ready. Um, and this other thought 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 is conflicting me and I, and he pitches and I have this struggle inside of me. I don't remember ever getting a hit during mm. that at bat. When I have a moment where the doubt's coming in, if the pitcher didn't start his windup or even if he did, and I have the opportunity to take the pitch, I'll take the pitch. Be like, Hey, you're not, you're, you're confused now. Let it go. Or if, Hey, timeout, take, you know, um, can I get time back up and be like, whoa. Whatever there it is. Let's, let's 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 clear the mind again. One thought. What is it? Okay, is it fastball? All right, I'm thinking fastball. Move on. Back in it. Hmm. You know, it's 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 a it's like a reset you got to do for yourself. Yeah.
0: Um. That's funny. We uh, my college lacrosse coach had this term, where and he would have one of those movements too. If if something's going on, if you're thinking too much, if you made a bad play, two chap two chaps to the chest, reset, and like then that. you're back. I like, it's like that. Like two tap two taps. Yeah. But when you're getting ready to hit like that, is your mind? Are you thinking that whole time? Is your mind cranking like that, or is it better to have a quiet mind in that moment? You
1: definitely want to have a quiet mind, but you. So for me, before I would think when things went wrong for me, I thought about my mechanics. And then what was going on? But the thing is, you when you go into the game, uh, practice is for your mechanics. Practice is for getting yourself ready for the game. And once you're in the game, you gotta trust what you do. Mm-hmm. And then and then the only thought should be, what do what am I looking for? What am I trying to accomplish here? And if it's hey, I'm gonna take a pitch, or hey hey, I'm looking to look for this pitch, you stay with a plan. I think so. That's the biggest part for me was. Having a plan, and that's my only thought, and then don't worry about anything else. So it is a relatively quiet mind, but at the same point, you have an idea, a game plan of of what you're trying to accomplish, and then that's what I try to do, because um, at the end of at the end of the day, you really just need to have one thing on your mind when you're when you're in that moment. And I, I think the same thing. I mean, you 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 can tell me. I mean, when you play when you're playing lacrosse. Probably, and it's different. Would you think as much about? Uh, was your mind thinking so much about things, or did you just trust your body as you kind of went about your movements and the pass? Or sometimes, if you had to make a pass, I'm assuming your thought would be, "All right, I'm going to make this pass." Mm. But is that? Right? Is that the only thing you think of when things go right? Like, hey, all right, I'm looking at the defense. All right, I'm going to make this pass.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I the way I explain that and, and the way I try to think about that, it's tricky because you want to when you approach your defender. For me, if I'm going to the goal mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm attacking you as a defender, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the move that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I want to do an inside roll on you. I'm a little bit bigger than you. I can I can take you to where I want you and and get inside of you and use my body. Yeah. But if you prevent that, or a slide comes, or things are unsettled in 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 my plan, yep. I have to be able to adjust on the fly. For
1: sure, and, yeah. And that's a little bit different, at least in that case, because you have to adjust. But then, at least in the first thing, you have a certain idea that you have to do, and then you For have sure. to learn to Im- you know improv if yeah. you have to. But I think that's it's
0: I think it's good to have that intention in your head. Oh, yeah. what do I want to do with this guy? Where do I want to take him? Yeah. Um, but I would say maybe in lacrosse there's more. Um, Decision-making on the fly based on what comes at you and it sounds like in baseball. It's your intention is the same the entire time and
1: you're
0: Reacting yeah,
1: and I think and I'm curious with you. So Where do you stand on with when your emotions when you play? Do you with lacrosse and that's say for football? I feel if you're more ramped up and you're more energized you're more Ready to go. I'm gonna go lay someone out or I'm gonna you know, you have this higher energy level do you feel like that helps you, hurts you, or a little bit of
0: both? Um, I would say I would say having a quiet mind for me helps me more. Like like the more that I'm having fun and the more that I'm not thinking, I have I have an issue of overthinking in, mm-hmm. in, in some situations. And for guys that are looking to play at the next level, you have to think you have to think more, but I think it's being more prepared, like you were talking about. Like if you go into a situation, you're more prepared, you trust your instincts, you trust your practice, you're mm-hmm. ready to go you don't you don't need to think mm-hmm. if you're less prepared, that's when you start thinking that's when you start sucking, really,
1: yeah, yeah I, you know because I was always wondering with because in basketball if if I got ticked off and I was mad, say someone threw an elbow or I'm not you know playing well and I'm getting mad, and, and maybe there's a little trash talk going back and forth, I could channel that anger or frustration and go out there and, and try to be more uh, aggressive, be more uh, physical, mm-hmm. you know, and I could use that to my advantage if I could. But in baseball, I can't do that. Yeah. Because baseball, and it's going back to the thing about preparation and quiet mind, because in baseball, if you try to do too much, or oh, you're, you're mad, the angrier you get, and you try to swing harder, swinging harder is not going to make you, you know, necessarily be a a better hitter at that time. It might help, Mm -hmm. but on the same way, like you're saying, I, I need to be, I need to keep my emotions in check. I need to have my mindset more in control
0: my emotions. But with that said, I think like if, if I got ticked off and it makes me more focused, like if, yeah. if you elbow me and you foul me flagrantly, if that if that turns me more into that the game you. and yeah. that focuses me, that's gonna benefit me too. Sure. So it it really
1: depends. Depends on the situation. Um that that's been a constant uh thing that I've seen is emotion in it versus like a the mental like a mental plan like those two things there's the mental and the physical and emotional side of sports there's a balance
0: to it yeah
1: yeah um
0: i'm curious what so how did basketball and other sports you played growing up influence your mentality in baseball because baseball seems like its own beast just from from talking to coach sheets talking to you talking to my friends who play baseball seems different than those other sports that you played but how did that help you definitely helped you in a physical way and in conditioning, but mentally, how did it prepare you?
1: Mentally, it it helped also, um, you know, again, I think it goes back to the team aspects of when you're interacting with more people. And with every sport that you do, communication's a big thing. And even in baseball, even though it's an individual battle, when things aren't going well, you need to communicate with coaches, you need to communicate with peers, and you need to try to find a solution and to be able to sometimes even problem solve, you know, whether it's you internally are to problem solve or you get help problem solving. And with, I'd say with the other sports and specifically with basketball, learning how to, to deal with those interactions, um, made, made it for me easier. If I had a disagreement or, you know, we were on the same page defensively for basketball or, or on our offense, we weren't running the same play. We weren't seeing the same thing, having those constructive conversations they might get, you know, sometimes they can get a little heated and sometimes things are said that we can't say here. And But then you work it out and you go, okay, and, and something better comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, at least with baseball, you know, you try to be your own evaluator. Like every, in every sport, you try to be your own evaluator, but sometimes it's hard to see everything through your own eyes. You need someone else to see it through theirs. Mm-hmm. To be, hey, you might think you're, you that you're doing something. Like, oh, I think that I'm doing the same mechanic, you know, and say my hands are in, like, this spot by my shoulder. And they go, well, hey, man, like, you know, are you trying to have it? Someone else can come along and go, like, hey, what are you trying to do? Like, you know, I noticed your hands are higher or your hands are lower. Mm. And you go, no, I don't think so. I was like, no, like, and they either they video you or you, or you believe them. And you go, huh, like, I, I, I didn't feel I was doing that. Mm. You don't so notice it. You don't notice it. So I think just, like, those types of things, those interactions – um, with, with your peers and teammates, it helps build up that, uh, like rapport and even trust. Cause it's sometimes hard to put your trust in some other guys that if you feel you, they don't fully like understand every concept that you go through and mostly with teams and the best teams that, that have success, they have a great bond mm-hmm. and there's usually a trust that goes on there. And, and I think that's, that still correlates and the same thing still correlates in, in baseball too.
0: Mm-hmm. The communication part is a little bit tougher in baseball Mm -hmm. because it's, it's more what's going on in your mind. How do you, how do you work those kinks out with other people when it's really, it seems to me like a lonely experience.
1: It it is. And I think, you know, I, I'll give you an example. My, I had a hitting coach a couple of years ago where him and I were not on the same page. And, um, You know, I didn't think that he liked me. I wasn't in in particular with him because we could never get our language of what we were talking about right. So he was trying to tell me one thing and I was trying to tell him how I was feeling and we couldn't get it together. Then it so happened the next year. uh, We're matched up again as I'm moving up uh, with the Orioles. My first reaction was like, you know, great, like we're going to go through this whole thing. It's going to be a disaster. But then him and I had a moment where we talked and then we got past that point. So, and he ended up being my biggest advocate and I was able to figure out things a lot quicker when I got in slumps and I stayed out of a a lot more slumps because of it. And you're right. It is a lonely experience because you can't fully explain what's going on in your mind. So you have to pick and choose, you know, what you can get out to try to have someone else explain. And that's where like when the emotion part comes in, and when you're saying I, I feel this or I'm angry, or, I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. If you try to break it down in a more, uh, I don't want to say a controlled way, but in a way where someone can understand your language, I think that's like the biggest barrier. We we like, you it's know, a, I, it's a valuable
0: skill in life. Yeah, I think. yeah.
1: But so for me, I was talking about like you know I need to pick my leg up, and he would talk about like well, you know, hey, you need to transfer back, and it's like different words like that we're trying to get to the same thing, but initially we didn't, we didn't get like the the same language. Exactly. And you're like, huh? So it's working through like those things. And I think that that's the beauty of having it. And even like, you know, I talked to my dad about this and um, he had similar things where he would have similar conversations. But even when my dad got to the highest level that he got to, he still used the people that, you know, knew him the best and had a communication with them to go hey, you know, um, this is what I think. And he would go, okay, like, oh, that that makes sense. And even when he was at the top of his game, he still needed help. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's a valuable thing. You have to be okay and understand it even when things are great or even if you've uh, had so much success, you still need other people to help you get to where you are mm-hmm. and keep you there. Right, right. Um, people who
0: understand you the best and know your language and can speak to, yeah, you know, your... Your game for a long period of time. It's yeah, all important stuff.
1: Oh, for sure. So it's it, it's interesting. I'm still trying to learn it. To be honest, yeah. it, it's still a struggle. But uh, I got a lot of great people that want to help, and and that's you know grateful for that.
0: What's it like working with your? You, you were talking about earlier that you're working out with your dad, and he's you know you spending a lot of time at Navy training and stuff right now. What's it like? I know your dad coached you here at Gilman, right? Yep. And uh, when you were here in high school, what's it like having your dad as a
1: coach? You know, uh, it, it was interesting. So, one, having Coach Sheets and my dad uh, as coaches, I, I think, and I still will say this, that was, you know, it was being a player and not just being the son and, and for me knowing Coach Sheets for a while, but having those two like guys that had all the experience that they had as professionals, it, that was one, a really cool experience for everyone and they know so much. So mm-hmm. first off, there's that, that, that's great. And the other part, you know, my dad traveled a lot, and to have my dad around more for those interactions, for me, it was more time for him to to, to be around me and to do things. And it was really cool. You know, and then there are some times where I had a tough time understanding what he was – I understood what he was talking about or trying to teach me, but I wasn't ready to fully understand it. And mm-hmm. then on the flip side, he didn't understand the expectations that I was going through um, given, you know, his career and what he did in baseball – so we couldn't get on the same page. And that took some time. And, and actually in the last couple of years we've, I got to the point of understanding fully what to do now with what he's talking about. And He understands more about where I am. And, hmm. you know, it's been great that we, you know, COVID unfortunately shut down so many things. But the silver lining for me is, you know, my dad and I get to work, you know, daily on these things. And we get to put in hours of time and just him and I And it's really cool, not just from the sense that I have a great baseball mind and I get to work on that and, and that's a blessing. But the other blessing is like, you know, I get to have more father son time. And I think that's something that, you know, you, you never know, or you'll always cherish those things because you never know how much time that you're going to have with that. And some Mm -hmm. people don't get that experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I definitely don't take that for granted. Right. Even outside of baseball, it's yeah. you're just hanging out with your dad. Exactly. And, and no, it's, uh, it, it it's cool. And it's a big part of our lives have been baseball and it still is baseball. But, you know, some of those moments is interesting because he was away when I was growing up. You know, he missed out on some of those moments of being, you know, ha- having those father moments mm-hmm. with, with his kids. And he still did a ton. That's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but to now have these moments, it's kind of like some of the the years where you missed it. So it's like making up for some lost time for him. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. And then we can, you know, we'll goof off. We'll have fun. We'll, we'll, we'll do some, some fun games in there. And then he'll try to prove that he can still beat me in X, Y, and Z and show me up still. So, you know, I don't really like that, but you know, yeah. it, it, it's good banter. It's good fun. It's funny. Um, and it's similar if my
0: my dad played lacrosse and he played mm-hmm. at Hopkins and he, he was a great player but he's such a different player than I am. Yeah. Like he's he I'm way taller than he is. He's a short little guy and he's very quick and that's just not me. I'm not quick at all. Like I'm I'm a crease attackman and he's a shifty lefty attackman. But he coached me my whole life and it's funny how we have such different games. But I've taken everything I know about lacrosse really from him and yeah. from him. Giving me the stick when I was a little kid. Yeah. Um. I'm curious about how, like, the differences between your game and your dad's game, but the coaching and and you know spending time with him and him talking to you about baseball is still effective.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the big thing. Well, it's not, so you 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 and your dad are both lefties. I'm not a lefty. I'm are a righty. Not?
0: I'm a big righty crease guy, and he's a shifty lefty well, when you
1: play basketball don't you shoot lefty
0: yeah i have a weird I have a weird thing yeah right? so okay well, i kind of shoot i kind of shoot with two hands but i'm i'm lefty in basketball
1: okay so i'm not losing my mind no, we'll no 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 really, yeah okay, it's cool. cool. funny cool. you remember that i was oh no i remember <laughs> at first i'm like man this guy's got a great left hand i'm like oh no he actually is left-handed cool i was pumped because i'm left-handed but
0: yeah um yeah. but you're That's ready funny. in
1: lacrosse okay well okay fair enough i, I stand corrected but so with, <laughs> with my my dad he's all right and he played shortstop I'm lefty in, in everything I do. I, I right left, I throw left, I bat left, I kick left. Everything. I probably think left. I don't know, like everything possible, it's left. That's fine. Um, Some people
0: are lefty in everything, and then like me, righty yeah. in something else. Like my dad is, my dad's righty, I think in everything, plays lacrosse lefty yeah. though. I don't know. It's yeah.
1: Funny. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I actually have a better handshake with my right hand, but that's the given. You get used to that, but everything else left. Um, but yeah, so like with my dad, a lot of the baseball lessons, are seeing seen things through his eyes, you know, and just like, you know, you learn so much from your, your, your coaches and, and your, and your dad or whoever helps coach. And so those things were, were great, but still there's some things, again, it's kind of still hard to relate because, you know, I'm playing different positions that he did and we're, we're two different guys. Um, he's a tall guy, but. You know, I still like to get on him that if I don't slouch, I'm the taller one. You're um, mostly same height or? He uh, I'm a tall? little, oh, we're, we're taller. Okay. We're going to clarify this. It's an inch <laughs> and a half taller, uh, just for everyone that wants to know that. And I'm proud of that. And um, I'd like to say that'd be better looking, but apparently I look kind of like him. So I can't say that exactly. Um, anyway, but um you know, so he, he does have a great baseball mind to help me with those things, though. It But again, it's still different because he didn't play those positions himself. So there's some, a lot of the majority of things you're learning from him. But then I'm still learning a ton of things. It's just like everything in life, right? You go and you do something and you feel like you're an expert in almost everything. But things evolve, things change, and you hear different things. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing that's happening in pro ball that I'm seeing more stuff that um, maybe I never thought of. And you go, huh. Like wow, that's that's a different thought. Let me try. That works for me. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, even for him, you know, he's had I don't even know how many years involved with baseball, and he knows so many things in and out. But he's still learning, mm-hmm. and I think that's the uh, that's the beauty of things with with baseball and with life. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, what are some of the
0: things that you guys are working like when you spend so much time with him? one-on-one working on baseball, what are some of those things that you're going through?
1: Uh, You know, so hitting-wise, you know, I try to hit the ball. That'd be, that's the starter, just try to hit it. Um, But more importantly, we set a a skill set or a drill set that works, and then we keep growing. And I talk with the Orioles as well as things that we want to work on, and I try to incorporate what they want me to focus on and then what my dad and I, and it's essentially, you know, we like to get on the tee, hit the ball off the tee, try to focus on, you know, the biggest part is like getting your weight back in baseball and having like a good weight shift. So you can get to a power position, feel strong, and then everything comes together and and you can try to, you know, drive the ball. So it's like those parts evolve. So, and as the winter uh, goes and we get closer to the spring, we're to keep adding more things on, you know, so right now it's, say we only do 30 minutes of hitting, you know, and, and we break down, but each time we'll talk about if something doesn't go right, then we'll say, all right, Hey, let's talk about this. Or, you know, did you, did you feel like you got your, your, you get your weight back enough? Is your front shoulder flying off, you know, or how do you feel with, you know, your hand position or X, Y, and Z. And then we just have have a talk about it. And sometimes it's, it's like a, know you you do the drills but then you just you talk it out you talk about what's going on Hmm. so that's a big part and then we'll do just some fielding drills we we do a game it's a a common game for people with baseball just called pepper like they had the kids a lot of kids that we do growing up someone gets the bat throw the ball at the kid who has the bat and he tries to just hit it back to the guys lined up you know from 10 feet away or so i think my dad wanted more to do that so he can get a bat back in his hand but it's great for your hand-eye coordination Hmm. and um so to get my uh endurance back for fielding ground balls, we do five five or so minutes straight of I'm throwing him the ball and he's just trying to whack the ball back at me you know sometimes mm-hmm. as hard as he can and and uh, I've worn a couple off the shin um you know a couple areas that are, are close to really hurting a hitting home <laughs> um so uh but you know that's a part of it and he and he loves it and and it's funny but and and it's a fun time but that's a great reaction drill. Like you're mm-hmm. out there and you're not even thinking about it, but this ball's coming at you like, oh crap, you, you catch it or, or you, it's going to be drilling you in some part of your body. You just, you got to react.
0: That's that's funny. It reminds me of one, of one of my favorite drills that I think is the best drill for hand-eye coordination that mm-hmm. I did to prepare for my position on yep. the crease is my dad would stand on one side of the field and then another guy who coached us, I think Mr. L- Mr. Lord did this a lot, but I would stand in the middle right in front of the goal, and they would rip it as hard as they could at me, and I'd have to catch it and finish, and then go to the next guy with the left hand, catch it and finish. And yeah. they're just ripping it. Yeah. But it's the same type of reaction. Yeah. And the thing is for you. Pepper. Yeah. The thing for
1: <laughs> the thing for you is you're going. Yep. I better catch this. or This is gonna really leave a mark. Oh yeah. Especially with the cross balls. and that's another thing. I, kudos to you guys for uh, you know taking a lacrosse ball that's coming in hot. And in baseball, we can get drilled by some hard. Kudos pitches, to goalies. Oh More psychopaths, God. psychos, yeah. psychos. Seriously, you know all the goalies out there. I, I commend you because I do not want to take a ball off the shin, even though you got the protection. I'm sure it helps, right? But like that can't feel good. But you still have to stand in front of it. That right? can't feel good. I mean, do do you have? Do they have shin? They don't have shin no. protect. Yeah, so all they, the, all their
0: shins are numb at, if if they're in high school or college. You're that, numb at this point.
1: Yeah, that. I mean that that hurts me every time I see it. It's like, "Oh, great save." I'm like, "Ooh, you like you got no part of the stick on that. That's all body. That's all that's all mm-hmm. bare skin or bone." Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Yeah, especially our goalies at Harvard playing like in sub-zero weather in the in like mm. mid-February. Mm. It's like they're taking rubber balls off the shins in February and mm. freeze, it snows on Nothing the ground. like, like it. it. Mm. That's, that's- yeah, sign, me yeah.
1: sign me up Sign me up for that that's you know but, but that that's uh, it, you know I give you guys lacrosse players all the time growing up I always used to joke with my friends about I was really one of the few guys I have a few of my, my close friends that play baseball at, at Gilman but majority play lacrosse and it's all hearing about lacrosse 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 I'm like okay I get it like you guys you know you're tough like yada yada I get it <laughs> but you know and you always try to battle and then, and then like deep down I'm like okay you guys are pretty tough. I'm not going to say this out loud, but like you guys take a beating. Um, but you know, you know, we're going to do something else. I'm never going to give you that satisfaction. So just, you know, that I always keep that in the back of my mind. Yeah,
0: it's um, just crazy how different the sports are. Like same season, but it's taken me a while to even really conceptualize baseball and the different processes and mentalities that go into that game. Patient, oh, yeah. pa- like it's so different. Lacrosse, patience and. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, there's an element of patience in lacrosse, but I don't think it's anything like the patience necessary for baseball or the mindset necessary for baseball. It's two yeah, different things.
1: And that's the cool thing. You know, there's so many – each sport, and that's why I still like emphasize to people that like, continue to do more sports because, you know, each, each sport just has something that just – it's different. It's mm-hmm. just different from every standpoint. You know, like we're saying, baseball can be more patient – the can be more physical, but you can have more te- other team concepts where you have to be a little bit quicker on your feet with things. You know, same thing talking about with tennis. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to still be quick with your your thoughts. Golf, you know, that talk about a mental game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I you would think that I could hit a golf ball decently well. I can't right now. I hadn't played in a while. I can hit like my wedge further than my driver because <laughs> my swing's so messed up from. From baseball, yep. and that like I'm I'm serious. I think I sliced the ball like, if if the ball goes like 150 yards, whatever. I think I sliced the ball left like 200 of them, maybe really? more. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, like I played at Elkridge a lot growing up with some of the friends. And I actually know the house that's next door to Elkridge and I'm pretty sure I just landed it into <laughs> into that house multiple times um, and maybe they knew it was that's
0: made. a that's a tough game I, I started playing that recently too it's yeah. uh mental it's the same things that we're talking about it's just a different sport
1: oh yeah w- way different it's fun it, yeah but it's uh it's the same thing but yeah it it's it's a great experience especially what Gilman has going on here uh with everything you know from uh, it, the experiences that you can do here, like these are the times to try it, and not just with sports. You know, I even look back, I wish I'd even looked more into like the theater here at Gilman, like maybe tried to play one time. Mm-hmm. And you know, growing up, you thought, I, I don't have the time for this, or it's not really what I want to do. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know if he's is Gilman still doing like the Halloween costume stuff, or is that? No, no more. Not anymore. not anymore. Yeah. So I, my senior year, you know, two of my buddies, two of my close friends, uh, they're like, Hey, it's our senior year. We got to go out with a bang. Like we've never done the Halloween costume. Like you want to do it? We're like, sure, let's do it. And we put this whole thing together and, and, uh, it, it, the improv that we did with it, it was fun. Like we were laughing, people were laughing. They thought we were funny a little bit, but like, it was just a fun experience. And I went, man, I never, like, I'm glad I did this. I was scared to do this. Or I thought like this is a waste of time, but I look back and that's one of, that was one of my favorite memories of my senior year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All that spirit stuff. You just need someone to lead the way and you won't regret it. It's fun. No, It's just fun. You don't get that type of experience again.
1: No, no. I mean, that, and that, and that's the thing is, you know, in life, you want to keep doing that moving forward. Try try new things. In college, you can still experiment more and try new things as well. But if you have the opportunity here, like Gilman's got so many great programs that you can do, and I think that that's that's the really cool part that I wish I took more advantage of. And I don't I don't regret any any of my time here though, because or, or what I chose to do. Mm-hmm. But again, it uh, it would have been cool to try some more stuff when you have all these. These great resources of people, you know, yeah. and and you've come and joined. Well, this is what you now third year. third year here. Yep, you know. So we, we, you know, Gilman keeps getting these great resources, great teachers and and staff, and it's you know, not saying you're gonna you're gonna find great people moving forward, but there's a lot of people that can help you with a lot of things here.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing place, and that's one thing that I think. Sometimes you can be in high school and have your blinders on a little bit. You're thinking about the next thing. You're thinking about college, your sport, academics. Right? It, there's a lot going on, and you sometimes have your blinders on. But for me, going to college, seeing what that's like, and then coming back here, I mean, everything I need is at my fingertips. Here we have a podcast studio. They got the art room. Yeah, you do. We've got tennis courts, weight room, basketball, playing pickup basketball. Like. I live right down the street. It's like everything is right here. What yeah. else do I want? Yeah, you know? that's the
1: thing with people when they're like, I talk to some other you know friends not from here, and, and I constantly say like, oh, I'm going back to my high school. I'm like, oh, you going back to your high school so much? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't <laughs> it's think. Great. And I go, you know, yes. Like, and you know, I they've seen some pictures and like, whoa, that's great. I'm like, yeah. So why wouldn't I come back and use it? It's they got all these things. They got all these. It's a great place, and, and the people here are great. Like you, you come back for you come back usually because they, there's things that they can offer and it's not just the actual space that they offer. And I, and I would hope that other, I think a lot of people think the same way. Like I, There's still people, a lot of people are still here that I know. And, you know, it makes a difference. The people that are still here, like it's, there's great people it makes you want to come back.
0: Right. And they're passionate about what they do. And you can walk in their office and they'll almost drop everything to talk to you about, you know, what they like to do. Like, Chesare, for example, I mm-hmm. went up to Cesare and I was like, Cesare, podcast, what do you think? He's like,
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Now we're on our twenty first episode. He, that's d- awesome. He's here. That's,
1: that's bananas. You guys have been <laughs> crushing them. Yeah. Knocking look, them out. We're
0: having fun with it.
1: Yeah, and that's what it's about too. Like that and that's the thing is you guys are doing this and it, and it's it's a side thing. It's a it's a hobby to do. And that and that's the beauty of it. You know, there's so many things that you can have and experiences, and whether it turns out great or it turns out you know, maybe not so great. You did it. It's an experience. You learn something else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, there's nothing more valuable at times than just figuring out more things that you'd like to do and what you not like to do. And then even if you don't like to do, well, Hey, I just learned that I don't like this. I don't need to, you know, I I check that off the list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
0: here's a, here's a question for you that mm -hmm. I was thinking about um for myself really but if baseball was never introduced to you if it wasn't a part of your life what do you think you would be getting into what are some of your other passions hobbies things that you like to do
1: That's a good question you know I always at least for sports wise I actually probably felt sometimes more passionate about basketball than I did baseball growing up so if baseball wasn't in the picture I probably would have focused on just going to basketball now as far as uh what I'd want to do, you know, that's still up in the air with things. I love the, I always was interested with, you know, the economy. I love the business side of things, but I also, you know, we talked a little bit about this before the world's changing and and things with with sports media or even in the podcasting. I like to interact with people a lot. I like to talk with people. I like to learn their stories. Um, So maybe if there's something to be involved in some sort of media capacity with that, um, you know, and, and I love to work with people. Could it have been, you know, getting involved with teaching, getting involved with coaching. Um, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. And that's kind of even a point now I'm trying to have some things on the side of topics that I'm looking up. You know, uh, I'm even trying to have more, trying to get more educated in more business side of things. Or even if it was, you know, with investing in stocks. And um, just because I, I'm, maybe I'll really like these things. Maybe I won't, but it's it's a good experience. Do you like coaching at all? Do you coach uh, I've done it a little bit and I do I do really enjoy it I think it's gonna be hard to say if kind of what what Avenue I go whenever baseball is done but I definitely feel like that's something that's gonna happen in the future I love that interactions with with the players the coaches and, and that that team spirit there's nothing like for me being involved with a group of, of mm-hmm. individuals and you guys are working collectively towards something right um, so we'll see yeah I mean
0: obviously baseball's always been a part of your life and you're passionate about it. And it's the same for me with lacrosse. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I could do a job where I, like I do private lessons and I do group sessions and I coach with the, with the varsity Gilman yeah. guys. I'm like, I have a my lacrosse stick in my hands all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could have a job really without that
1: element of it. Right. Right. And I think that's the hard thing of when you're, when you transition to do something that maybe you're not used to doing and there's a hard thing. I know with, with a lot of like certain athletes are here in like professional sports where the athlete's done playing and they don't know what to do with their lives and they feel lost. And I think that's the thing. Um, there's a lot of different options. And I, I always think I'm going to be involved with sports in some capacity. I I just love being around it. Uh, maybe not having a ball in my hand the entire time, but I just, I love, there's so many components, just like you do. I mean, it it's just fun, you know, it, yeah. it's something that you grew up with and it resonates with you more. Um, so yeah. that's that, always,
0: always a discovery. There's new things out there. You there's know? new
1: things out there. I mean, I'm sure this whole experience for you, you've learned a ton, just being on the other side of it and, and you're teaching things to, to to people, but then you're also getting a lot out of it yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me is I like to learn. I'm just naturally mm-hmm. a curious person. So mm-hmm. whatever it is here, I, I can go into talk to a science teacher. I could talk to the librarians. They all know so much that I don't know. Yeah. And that's the best part for me is that intellectual stimulation. Every day I'm learning something new. People say teaching like, oh, teacher, you're kind of doing the same thing every day. It's just not true at all. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm learning from the kids, I'm learning from preparing for the class i'm learning from the people in the english department learning from the podcast like i like to be stimulated mentally at at all times really so it's it's great it's fun
1: yeah i think that that's like that's the big thing right when you're when you're moving forward in life when you want to feel stimulated you want to feel that you're you're actively involved with things and you're constantly learning it feels like when people hit more ruts or they feel like they're stuck and we've all been there everyone's been stuck you know i still have those moments but the time where you feel like less things of that happen is when you're you are putting or investing time into other things and then you it's it peaks in interest so Mm -hmm. the examples that you just gave those are all stimulating to you but you're and you're putting yourself like you're, you're allowing yourself to recognize that and want to put the time in and learn those things And that makes a big difference on your overall well-being. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and again, like it's, there could be pop something up that, that really spark could spark an idea for you could even spark a, you know, a a different transition or path. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of things with, with life. And, um, again, I wish I knew more of that, uh, when I was here or like I had that, that mindset when I Mm -hmm. was, and they say, I guess we get wiser when we get older. I mean, I was not the wisest of students when I was here. Um, But, you know, it's.
0: You learn the most from life experiences. And and I've said it before, I've learned more from teaching. And to, I mean, I've learned more from teaching this semester than I probably did in school. Like uh, like learning from preparation and talking to people and experiences and failures. That's that's more valuable, I think, than actually sitting in a classroom or like writing a paper. It's it's those real life elements and conveying information to other people, especially smart kids yeah. like at Gilman. Mm-hmm. I have to be prepared for the questions and you
1: know. Um, and, there, and there's some there's some brilliant students that are here, and there, there's a lot of there's just a lot of there's a, there's a great diverse group of of guys that attend Gilman, and I feel like that's. That's the the exciting part is that you can get pushed by the students every single day.
0: Yeah, and and people would say like what people would say you are learning from 16-year-olds and it's like yeah, I yeah. am. They they're looking at this material in a completely new and different way from a new different generation than yeah. than really I would, right? Oh, they oh, have new sure. tools at their fingertips, they're coming from different backgrounds, they're raising different questions that I hadn't
1: thought about before. Yeah. And that's what it's all about really. Yeah, and I mean, I think for all, you know, for as as we get older, it keeps us also in sync with everything that's going on, like in present day. And I mean, we're not, we're obviously, we're not like, you know, the oldest of the old. But I mean, for me, I don't even want to say that I'm, it's been eight years for me being out of high school. And I feel like I was just here two years ago. But yeah. I mean, it's it's slowly starting to progress. But then it's just nice being able to have that connection with, you know, with with, uh, with others. So yeah.
0: I want to get to your book that you brought in. Yeah. Uh, we've been asking the guests that come on to maybe recommend a book and it could be a book that you're reading right now yeah. or uh, a book that has changed your perspective. Any type of book that you think other people should read.
1: Yeah, yeah so I I actually loaned the one book to, so it's the, I don't have the one that I, I wanted to bring. But The Boys in the Boat was a really great read for me. Uh, I had it recommended by one of my close friends and his family. And I actually read it when I, I suffered a uh, pretty bad ankle injury and I was down a little bit. But then the story is about, you know, uh, a rowing team and a and 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 has follows a, a main character uh, on the rowing team for the University of Washington. You know, during the 1930s and, you know, during the you know coming out of the Depression and the rise of Hitler in Germany and the team, this rowing team goes and, you know, has aspirations that could compete in the Olympics. And that whole experience was really, really uh, fascinating and had a lot of great life lessons to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes you, if you don't know about rowing, which I hadn't when I was reading it, it makes you appreciate the team aspect of rowing and how in sync they are in their mindset. And like we were talking about earlier, it's a whole new sport that I hadn't put much thought into, but the boys in the boat—it's—it makes it real for you. It Makes it seem like you're in that boat, oh, part yeah. of the
1: team. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, kudos to them hearing about like you know, and I don't want to give much of it away, but some of the conditions of when they train and how they train and when they're going out there, and how you really need everyone involved, and any one little out of sync can cost the entire team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they and they and they they train their butts off. They they work really hard and you um, you know again you know rowing is not something that I was familiar with growing up, but but man it is it was really impressive. I think a lot of people would enjoy it. Um, it was a really really fascinating story uh, for me, and I, th- and I think for a lot of people, like I said, I think there's a lot of life lessons that you can apply. To yourself about you know how to handle certain situations. Yeah, and even if
0: you're not an athlete,
1: I think it no. applies
0: to life for sure, right? Uh, oh, for sure. I
1: mean, and, you know, it's you know, I, I was trying to make the correlation earlier. Like well, sports is great because they can have certain things that compare to life lessons, but in general, like sports can relate to life without people being involved in sports. Mm-hmm. You can you can relate on so many different levels. Um, at the end of the day, people are human, they have emotions, they have feelings, they go through certain things. And I think that's the cool thing. The boat, the, the, the boys in the boat definitely can resonate with anybody.
0: Hmm. And you read that when you were injured and that just kind of helped your mindset during yeah, that time.
1: Exactly. You know, I, I hadn't, I, I got the book and I had it down in Florida and I just started a little bit of it. And, and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, I got to go in for all this rehab and, you know, I'm hooked up to. Some you know machines, or I'm sitting there and I'm not doing anything, and I kept bringing it in, and I I got so hooked on it that I kept reading past what I told myself, and then you know they the people where I was getting my rehab like, hey, you got to move, and I'm like, oh shoot, sorry, I yeah. got lost in this. Yeah, so it was cool. Um, so I hope hope people want to check it out. In terms of, I'm curious now, like in terms of a, a
0: approach or a mindset perspective for you in baseball dealing with such frustrations and the patience that's necessary in the game like where do you where do you get those those new approaches or there's like ideas for different mindsets that you can have where from reading from other people from podcasts like where do you get that mental um uh, influence from
1: i mean honestly i think it's it's you know all all of those things um I think you definitely, you know, the main two things you're saying about, you know, reading something, you definitely can. Uh, For me, it was definitely also seeing how other people, uh, talking with other people about things and and how to cope with that. That was my probably my biggest one. And you can see, and sometimes in a way how people handle it so well or what they talk about, you see that example, and they sometimes can give you some different ideas to go off of. Sometimes you can also see when people are not doing things that maybe aren't well. And then, you know, like it was that kind of that out of body, you know, experience experience that I was talking about earlier that you think that you're doing something, but then you're so focused on whatever's going on that you can't see outside of it. Mm -hmm. But then if you look at someone else and you go, oh, wow, like, do they know that they're doing that? Do they know that they're acting that way? It's like moments like that. So it's the pros and cons. I definitely can, can learn those different mindsets. Um from guys, and for me, it definitely helped uh the some guys I used to be way more strict and stressed about I had to follow this plan every single time, and I had some guys that just helped me loosen up mm. and um and taught me that I could do something a different way yeah so the the, the interactions with people are definitely is probably number one, but you know. Every every avenue is a possibility. It's for really, learning. It's
0: really who you surround yourself with. Yeah, I would say like if your if your friends or your teammates have these different mindsets that are effective for them, they'll mm-hmm. rub off on you in in terms of your struggles or your failures or your injuries right. or even your successes. Right? Like you still have to go out there and perform when you're when you're doing well. It's um it's all a mindset in whatever sport baseball maybe baseball is a little bit more intense from that mental and kind of like chess playing mentality, right? Like trying to, trying to read the picture and, and figure out the situation, but it's all, it's all a mental game.
1: Yeah. One one of my, uh, one of my, uh, Aladdin teammates, you know, when I was getting really stressed is like one of the examples, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated, yada, yada, yada. And, and he'd always, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of my Latin teammates, they would call, you know, some of the Americans like Poppy, you know, Hey, Poppy. And I'd be like, Hey, Poppy, like Tranquilo, like calm down. Like, you know, like why I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I get it. I'm calm. I'm calm. Like, Believe me. I'm calm. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, Poppy. Like, Phew. like, Hey, yeah. Tranquilo goes, Hey, like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, like, you know, like, you know, and then somehow when we talk about certain things, uh, and then I w- started watching him a little bit more closely, the one guy that, that kept saying, like, you know, joking with me. And that was a subtle little thing, right? It's just kind of playful banter. But I, I watched him a little bit more, and I watched how he went about it. And this is, like, everyday type of movements. And when he started to struggle, I really didn't see, you know, him get as frustrated. I saw him kind of keep this this mellow tone to him, this, this very, you know, hey, it's okay, you know, kind of nonchalant. All right, you know whatever it is. So I'd look at that and I'd be like, huh, you know, that's interesting. Can I try to apply that? Yeah. That's and, awesome. uh, you know, it helped me a little bit. Uh, but still, you know, sometimes again, those moments where like, I'm fine. No, really I'm calm. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah. Uh, it's funny how you can just have a totally different approach and it's effective for him. And maybe you take a different approach. Maybe some of his methods rub off on you, but yeah. It, it it can change. It, it depends on the time. It depends on your mood. It depends on what you're going through, but you can always look to other people mm-hmm. to, uh, to adopt some of their mindsets. Yeah. You know, which is cool. Um, Ryan, it's been great having you on the podcast today. Thanks for stopping by.
1: It was a fun conversation, covered a lot of ground there. Um, for sure. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm just glad to just add on to your, your total. I'm excited for you guys to keep putting these out. You've had some uh, great guests on before and I'm curious who you guys have on next.
0: Yeah. And it's really all people who are passionate about what they do. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's the coolest part for me. I want to be around people who are like that. And um, yeah, it's been fun just learning where the motivation comes from and different mindsets, different passions, different things that keep you going. So best of the luck to you with everything that you're doing with baseball and hopefully this this COVID thing gets out of the way in 2021
1: i hope so for everyone's sake we're getting there yeah. but but thanks again and uh you know hope i hope you stay safe and and uh you know everyone at, at gilman can try to have the best experience they can in this uh tough time absolutely thank you no problem